All right, this is John. And this is Sean. And this is Movie Night with Sean and John. Check, check. Is this thing on? We're doing it live. Fuck it. <laughs> to, to play us out. What does that mean? To play us out. Fuck it. <laughs> this is John. This is Sean. This is Movie Night with, with John, John and Sean. Um, we're back in the studio tonight. We are here to review M. Night Shyamalan Mr. returns Shyamalan. with a knock at the cabin. Yep, yep. I, f- I feel like he's getting like faster between projects too. He used to drop a movie every like five years, and w- old was last year, right? Wasn't that last year? Let's pull up the old filmography. The here. old, yeah, uh, twenty twenty one. But he has that show too on Apple uh, TV called Servant. Have you seen that? I haven't. I watched a few episodes, but um, as you know, my attention span for TV shows isn't like great, <laughs> so I did not finish it. But uh, it's like the time of this horror resurgence. Like Jordan Peele has yep. Twilight Zone. Um, Guillermo has Cabinets of Curiosities. Yeah, very good. Um, or Cabinet of Curiosities. It seems like I guess yeah. Fucking Shyamalan has what's it called? Uh, Servant. Servant. It's on Apple TV. Like what is happening in horror right now? I was thinking about this the other day too. It just seems like. Maybe what I was also wondering about, I want to talk about this too, is like, are we finally nearing the end like, or like the beginning of like superhero fatigue? Oh, yeah. I think after the big Avengers movies, like, it's kind of like, who cares now? Like, we saw, we just saw like a shitload of posters for the Ant-Man movie. Yeah. I'm sure it'll do fine. But Apparently, it's doing really well at the box office. Yeah. But the reviews are like, not it, good. I mean... Who cares about? That's and I I, I wanted to. They saved the universe already. All these things right. happen. Like now, it's like whatever happened just seems inconsequential. It's I, like yeah. I I could not agree more. And it even felt like even in just the trailer of Ant Man Quantumania or whatever the fuck that like the character this uh, villain it seemed to borrow really heavily from like this from Thanos Th- Thanos thing or what Thanos whatever the fuck Thanos. Um, <laughs> and it just like it really occurred to me that like yeah we've been through several iterations of these just generations of these characters but mm-hmm. also yeah the stakes have been so high yeah. where half the universe was destroyed and then subsequently brought back i guess but like yeah. at, now we're at like ant-man you know what i mean which, which I guess Ant and Man the, is like the new hot property. It's like they've uh, they've so worn this thing down that like now they're like you really need to go see Ant Man. It's like yeah, you really got motherfuckers out here like <laughs> believing that they need to see. He's every- like the F list superhero. Yeah. Like what's crazy is like I used to actually buy comics when I was a kid. Like yeah, I was really too. into Spider Man comics. I w- I had like Venom comics and some X Men. Some Spawn. And like some of these Marvel properties, I'm like I used to beg my parents to drive me to this comic shop in Katy. Like totally. when I grew up. 
comics were like two or three bucks. So like, if I made good grades, my mom would buy me some, because at least I was reading something. So she was like, well, it could be worse. At least it's something you're reading. So she'd buy me like a few comics, whatever. I'm not even familiar with like some of like, I never heard of Hawkwind, Hawkeye, whatever. Hawkwind, yeah. Um, I never heard of, I th- maybe I've heard the name Ant-Man. You know, I, I, I'm not familiar with the, like a lot of these Marvel characters and there's all kind of like TV shows and video games and stuff of like our generation of the 90s. You would think I would have heard of these. Right. But At I, least I haven't. And I've read comic books and I've never heard of these. Ant-Man totally. has to be like the most obscure like Marvel hero. And I get Paul Rudd is a likable guy. He really is. Right. He uh, stretched this as far as it could yeah, go. And only he could do that. Yeah. So kudos to him for being able to pull it off. But I'm just not that interested. In- yeah. And I, it just, it's like, yeah, I just feel like it's coming down to the wire. I was really thinking about the, that the other day. And I've just been reading some more articles here and there. There's maybe harsher and harsher criticism of some of these like D-ring or yeah. uh, movies or whatever. You B-list movies of, of the Marvel franchise. Like... It just seemed like we're finally getting to this point where it's like, of all the damage done in recent <laughs> pop culture to films, like of all the things that have happened. Oh, you mean like Fast and Furious and 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 just like even things stuff? like COVID and the mm-hmm. attendance and and streaming and all this stuff. Like, it's been so wild to see what was such a niche thing and like people used to get like bullied for. Mm-hmm. like buying comics and shit become yeah. this pop culture phenomenon but then like i just think it's in terms of like attention span and just like the way that movies are made now and how, and how um legacy projects are approached and even things like that thing things like scorsese films or whatever are called legacy projects because they're like oh the budget on this is crazy and it's like yeah but you guys spend this th- four times a year yeah. or 10 times a year between you know all these movies um Eat over and over again, and I'm just like, it's just, it feels like, hopefully we're finally getting to that place where it's like, come on, like, of all the things done to films, I just feel like comic book movies has done just maybe more bad than like almost any other kind of movie or things that have happened to movies, just because they've, they've like so inflated this one tiny portion of the film going experience that like everything else has just suffered irreparable damage. Right. They, they have all the A-list, uh, box office draw actors and well, my, my, uh, gripe with it is maybe even a little bit less than, than the overall damage. I think just the look of like an action sequence in a comic book movies, it has this certain like, (laughs) <laughs> like fake look Computer to quality. yeah and to me it's just like cheapened like what we accept and like a major budget theater release movie you know some totally. of this shit doesn't really look that much better than it did 10 15 even 20 years ago dude you know this looks better than all these fucking or movies. like the sam raimi spider-man that had a lot of practical effects for as goofy as some of the the toby uh mcguire stuff <laughs> yeah, yeah, is yeah. at least like it's practical stuff you know it's there's he's some on wires. costume design and- he, yeah and and i think like some of this newer shit looks worse than that yeah i totally but, agree i mean uh, that's obviously we've talked about this at length but like that's not our we've pre- beat that's this not our, <laughs> it's not our preference but i really do think like just from a cultural perspective kind of like zooming out this is a modern phenomenon this idea that comic book movies represent such a significant portion of the experience 
and movie going. Yeah. And it's like, that's a new thing. And it's like, this has got to be time that we zoom out a little bit and just like, come on, like uh, yeah. enough is enough. You know what I mean? Like if we, if we see another Spider-Man or something, I would understand, but it's like, I just feel like they've milked this thing as, as far as they can. I, I guess there's still a heavy draw for it. Yeah. But, um, yeah, like, isn't it time? Isn't it time we <laughs> we take a break from fucking Ant-Man Quantumania? You would think so, but I'm Come sure on, I'm y'all. sure there's going to be some other ridiculous movie, you know, in the Oh, next they six got months. one rolling out in the next quarter. And now they're on like, you know, Universe 5 or whatever the fuck they call these um Fa- stretches phase of five. Time. Phase 5, yeah. Yeah. God, it's exhausting. <laughs> and some, you know, I don't know. It's just I, I think it's an interesting time to um to be going to the movies and um I actually really enjoyed this one tonight. Yeah, um, I think we've talked about Mr. Sh- Mr. Shyamalan before. Uh, I think we've reviewed several of his films. You never know what you're going to get. Uh, <laughs> you are rolling the dice if you go see M. Night Film. But I I won't lie, like his name is still a draw for me. Even though like some of his stuff falls totally flat, I still like want to see... What I want to see. Do. Yeah, I want to know like what he's got... Uh, you've, you have his filmography pulled up right here. I forgot he did like After Earth with Will Smith. Horrible right. movie. Dude, Devil, he did Avatar The terrible. Last Airbender. Yeah, The Happening. Like, that's actually, I look back on that now and think it's not <laughs> as some bad. some fondness. Because he's done worse stuff. Old, terrible. Uh, I really didn't care for Glass at all. Lady in the Water's like, okay, but... I didn't uh, see Lady in for, the Water. For I like Giamatio. For everyone that's like all right, like he has ones that are like really strong that right. like balance it out for me. So right. I'm still gonna show up because I just I do like his approach. Sometimes it doesn't it doesn't land, mm-hmm. and sometimes it does. But the fact that he's like one of the few filmmakers that can just go in, try anything. He's writing. He's directing. He's got like pretty much full control, and the studios just let him yeah go with it. That's, that's kind of special, even, like, that it still exists, you know? I really think that, yeah, somehow it's like he he's done, this has got to be 10, 10 films. Yeah, maybe more. And he, I think you're right, it's, I know we've joked about this too, but, like, he, he for every few movies he does that are just truly terrible, mm-hmm. he will still, every now and again, every five years, sometimes longer... Mm-hmm. He'll put out one that just fucking lands. Yeah. Like Split really was, was I remember that movie coming out and people being like, dude, he's fucking back. He actually made like a good movie again. Yeah. And then yeah. he did and a couple, shocking. and then he did a couple just after that that were pretty terrible. Yeah. Um, I Even saw, the, I saw parts of Glass. The Visit um, I thought was pretty good. The, the one Visit the, is uh, not bad. Yeah. Um, Old was truly that was terrible. terrible. Um, but then tonight, I feel like, I have thoughts about this movie. I don't know how I feel about it, really, in terms of... And we're just coming out of it, so yeah, this is this is fresh. fresh. But, like, man, it really reminded me again that, like, he is very... He, he, and that's a part of me thinks he knows what he's doing, and he's really meant to... He's, like, trying to be polarizing or something. Because yeah. this was, like... It felt more like a one-for-us movie. <laughs> like, some of his films, it's just like, dude, who who the fuck are you making this for? He's right, just doing it to, right. like, have fun or, or whatever he's doing. But, uh, yeah, it reminded me again that um, he does have a certain cinematic, cinematic quality to his, mm-hmm. his uh, like, s- the photography. Um, and just his films always have a certain kind of thing that I do like about him in that quality. Yeah. But um, this one, 
it felt a lot more measured. I don't know what the fuck he was trying to say with it, but it, it did land for me. <laughs> and and we kind of talked about that a little bit, just like in the car ride uh, to the studio after after saying it, like, is M. Night, like, the, like... Troll. Movie troll? Yeah, is he, like, fucking with the audience? I think he is. And maybe, yeah, he could, he very well could be. Because it's just, it's so bizarre for some of some of his films to be so clearly mm-hmm. um just it's like it's like how do you make something like uh split and then just as soon make uh the last airbender or something it's just like yeah. he knows or sixth sense he knows how to make a movie that the fans are going to love right. like to give us just enough of the thing to like keep us really interested and then the big reveal he's done he's done his thing so well several times enough for us to know like okay he does know how to make a great movie yeah he does sometimes it's almost just like he chooses to like make these fucking weird little like and this movie has that kind of quality too it's like a little bit of a fuck you in the end to i felt like but it was just like i don't know i don't know if it's it's intentional it's he almost suffers from like the stephen king syndrome where it's like the idea is good like how are you gonna pull it off and at the end he's just like and then something happens and it's over (laughs) you know fuck it we're on to the next idea you know it's like it's he's like 90 percent there it's like he's going he's going for a slam dunk and then just like doesn't fucking touch her you know he's just like ah whatever dude the image that comes to mind for me is like the air you know the aircraft just falling out of the sky in this <laughs> yeah. film i feel like sometimes he's just like you know what we're close enough and he's just like <laughs> and it's just like like the happening is like that mm-hmm. like there's some shots in the happening like people walking off buildings and shit like that yeah. where it's just like as an image i'm like damn that's horrifying yeah i do not like just the, the, the it's idea like a nightmare. of it is good yeah and it's like and then he just like He's like, oh yeah, it's the air, you know, and it's like, okay, well, even that as an idea is like interesting. It's like, is he talking about the environment? But then it doesn't go beyond that. It's yeah. like, it's just kind of like drops off. I think you're so right. That's so funny. It's like he has these really interesting little tidbits, but then it's like, but what are you really trying to say though? Yeah. You didn't really say anything. Like some of the ideas are almost, it's it's almost like a uh, twilight zone episode that's part of the beauty of like a show like twilight zone or x files where it's like this idea is good it's like 45 minutes good mm-hmm. or it's like half an hour good it's right. not an hour and a half it, this isn't a full length uh feature great right. idea it's just like a good tv show idea or like you know is his tv show like that is it standalone uh, or is no, it no 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 it's, it's a narrative is, yeah oh his his show like the idea of it's kind of cool so there's this like family that um something happens to their infant right Mm -hmm. and so they get like this doll to like cope with the loss of like a child Mm -hmm. but the mother like sees it like it's a living baby so she like strolls it around and brings around talks to it and stuff (laughs) and the dad knows that like she's like coping with something well they get like a live-in nanny for the doll so the mom can like go back to work and this is all like first season stuff so i'm not spoiling anything this is this is basically in the trailer right right i've only seen a few episodes but it like the idea is like whoa that is like kind of fucking weird like where are you gonna go with that and it does it seemed to like have uh some stuff that it was gonna grow on there's some kind of like cult stuff in there mm. and some other thing rupert grant is actually in it too really um yeah he's in this movie too but the idea is there but i'm like is this four seasons like 
because I think they're on the fourth or fifth season. No and I'm shit. Like, is it that good to milk it for like Apple TV? Yeah. Wow. But the episodes I did see, I was like, okay, like I'm kind of, I am interested. It is intriguing, but I don't know if it's like that intriguing to like commit to four seasons <laughs> of a show. It's like what? <laughs> what is the? Um, it's just like you were saying. It's like. He has these ideas. I thought it was. I I thought you were about to say, oh, in his TV show, he actually does that, where it's like more well, one-offs. That, I think that, that would, would be better right? suited for him. Seems like it. Um, I'd be curious to check out the show, though. I guess it's it's not bad from what I saw. It's just hard for me to watch a TV show. It's but, extended, so, but like, yeah. um, how would you set up this movie? Okay, uh, I think You've I can seen do it. it. This is your second time now. Yeah, I went to the drive-in theater and That's saw dope. this. Uh, nice. We went a couple weeks ago. Do you get some food? Do you get some snacks? Yeah, we. Uh, I like that spot. What's some, that spot called? Uh, Moon Tower, in in uh, in Edo. Oh, you went to the hot dog and burger. Uh, that's the spot, right? The bar and hot dog and or is that the drive? That's the the drive-in. It's like oh, it's old... called the same thing as fucking. Is it called Moon Tower? Moon. Moon. Because Moon Tower is also a restaurant and bar. Oh, I always get the name wrong. Then Dragon Moon. Theater. I know exactly the one you're talking about, dude. Moon Age. Moonstruck. Damn it, Moonstruck. Moonstruck. I should remember that. That's a Nick Cage movie. Yeah, if y'all are in town, we're Houston based, obviously, but um, it's a it's it pretty a cool dope spot. driving. So you like put your your radio on like the channel to get it, and then they sell like concessions and stuff. But it's pretty cool. It was fun. And everyone's pretty respectful. I always bring like a pillow and a blanket and lean the seat back so you can kind of get comfy. And then you can be as loud as you want, you know, crank it up in your right. car so you can like talk during it and stuff. Right. But um, yeah, I could set it up. Uh, and man, a lot of this is in the trailer. So really like we're not going to be yeah, spoiling. Yeah, let's try not to spoil. Um, but okay, so there's a, a, a family that takes their, uh, it's like a family trip to a cabin kind of secluded Remote. in the woods yeah it's in pennsylvania somewhere in pennsylvania and um they're kind of getting there unloading they're ready for this little family vacation and batista and um rupert grant and a couple ron other people weasley. ron weasley and some other uh people show up and they um kind of assertively you know tell this family like hey the world is going to end unless one of you decides who you're going to sacrifice to like right. save the world and you can't leave you can't kill yourself you have to like basically and they're not going to kill elect, them yeah you have to elect a person to be killed to sacrifice to save the world right and um yeah i guess as the story progresses um there's there's glimpses of this like apocalypse kind of shown and they have to ultimately decide like whether is this real is the, yeah what what's going on and like how they're going to how they're going to deal with either saving the world or like keeping their family right that's about the gist of it and man when you're just talking about it i'm like there is a lot of it that i really really liked yeah i will say i felt like like you said kind of earlier like there's some stuff that he kind of almost like half-ass puts out. But I felt like this one, he really did uh, hone in on. I mean, yeah. the, the performances are good. Like, Batista's good in it. Um, What's the guy's name from Mindhunter? You know what I'm talking about? Uh, Jonathan Groff. Or, he was also in the latest Eric, uh, Matrix. Oh, yeah. Jonathan Groff in this film plays um, one of the leads. Um 
Eric and then his husband's characters named Andrew, played by Ben Aldridge. Mm-hmm. Those two performances, were I solid. felt, were very dialed. Yeah. yeah. The chemistry is there. Um, everybody really does show up for the movie. And it is a lot more cinematic than... than Old. S- yeah, than his Way last more. few movies. Yeah. It's shot almost similar to like how Signs is shot. Mm-hmm. Even with like the found footage stuff that they're watching on TV, it kind of reminded me of like those shots and signs where like they see an alien or something. Right. It's you can tell it's, uh, it looks like the same like director so, of photography or something. Right. Very similar. But I um, think he has a certain. Um, I think his best looking movies. Like I think The Village is a very like well like a very beautiful kind of movie. I, think I like Sick, that movie. I like it a, a lot. A lot of people don't like it, but I, like I, it I really like it. Um Sixth Sense, but like mm-hmm. he he has a certain quality to his movies. His more recent stuff looks more polished or like more mm. pristine, but this one did it um there were like these focal switches. He would do these little you know it, if it weren't done right, it could be gimmicky or like get old, but he he just he knows just how to do that. Yeah. And he actually, you know, it's, yeah, I think this one felt a lot more measured. What's, what's interesting about uh, his his style, or I guess the, the style of photography that he goes with, is it almost reminiscent in some shots of like a Kubrick shot, where it's like the slow, like wide, wide zoom, slow, because you're fixating on something. And, and especially in uh, Sixth Sense and in... Um, unbreakable he Mm. has like these longer shots where he's like wanting you to focus in on something and he's wanting like the audience to really like connect these dots i feel like maybe a little bit less with this movie but it's still in there a little bit no i agree i know i know what you mean he knows how to like draw the eye yes to where he wants and he knows how to build tension there's some there's some really good tense scenes in this even you were like kind of on no, the edge of your seat at a few points. Dude, point. I, I really, I, I, I don't want to get ahead of it, but like I, I really did enjoy the movie. I think it's his best stuff in some time. Yeah. At least I think since Split, this is my favorite movie he's made since Split. I'd agree with I that. I think that's yeah. uncomfortable to say, but I'm just, um. Well, I want to get there, but like I, I, I felt like in the end, I'm so confused as to like what he was really trying to say because there's thematically there's a lot there, like this idea that this um, same-sex couple is tasked with either sacrificing their love or like one of one of the people in this family, and they have this beautiful daughter, and I think I did want to talk about that too. I feel like he's so he's uniquely suited for like directing child performances. Yeah, like really good. He and this performance, um, for some reason, it's like the one person who's not. Is it Kristen Gwynn? Uh, oh yeah, that's her right there, Kristen Q. Or, but she was um, she played Wynn, the daughter. Uh, yeah, excellent performance. It's really natural. Like he he gets these really natural like honest kind of performance out of these kids and we talked about that a little bit earlier too but while we were setting up uh one of the culkins is in uh the uh in signs right he's really good the little girl that's in um she's little awesome. miss sunshine yeah, she's yeah, in yeah. that one and then uh, obviously Haley joel osman he he's good at like getting these authentic just like real emotional performances out of these kids almost like better than like the adult Adults? actors he works with 
And well, I think like he it's in, in his writing too, and he's writing and producing and directing these fucking movies. Mm-hmm. And that's what's so funny is like sometimes he's just so dialed in. Like even the kids in old, I remember being like, that was where some some of my favorite exchanges. Yeah, that was the best part. And it's like he can write that childlike quality. He's funny too. Like mm-hmm. he he he's like I think his comedic timing is solid. But her, I felt like um, that's one of the strongest performances from a person that young that i've seen in a while yeah um, yeah it stood out for sure but like the family dynamic and kind of getting back to what we were just talking about like the theme of this same-sex couple having to choose to like either sacrifice one of themselves the child included potentially yeah to save the world and there's like these clearly these people are interpreting some kind of there's some religiosity or whatever involved. Heavy, heavy-handed religious. Typical <laughs> references yeah. and shit like that. And it's just like, what the fuck is he trying to say? Yeah, it's a, this is an odd movie for this specific time, too. Because what, man, what I would With equate... COVID and this kind of almost plague. Yeah, because they're talking about a virus in the, in the um, Film. movie. And that's kind of one of the signs of the apocalypse as they're watching these news stories about like one you know one's like a, a virus one's a like kind of a natural disaster thing that comes up um but the the way that these uh antagonists really are presented they they're almost like how the ultra voice and this country would be presented so like immediately right-wing. you're like I don't really connect with that because these people are breaking into someone's house with weapons. Right. They're very aggressive. They're like, hey, you need to make a choice on who's going to die right now. Right. So you, off the bat, you're like, well, they're obviously not the good guys in this scenario. Right. Um, And maybe he's trying to say something about that, about some like Old Testament (laughs) kind of biblical stuff and, and where we are now versus where... You know these these ideas or these things in the Bible were I I don't know I right. it is a little muddied uh, or a little muddled but um, it's interesting I mean it, it does spark the conversation yeah and I was just thinking about that too that like um yeah I feel like it was actually pretty fucking good man yeah. I can't, I go back and forth because yeah. I am maddened by it at the same time like the the way that this all comes together over the course of the movie like it kind of lays out that this is some kind of genuine i guess we're at that point where like i would say go see the movie i, I recommend this movie but yeah, i do want to talk yeah. a little bit about the end because it's just right, so we're fucking gonna, specific we're gonna dip our toe in spoiler territory well i mean they're there's all this religious undertone that that's the stuff we've already been talking about i'm sure that's you know in the trailer yeah. to some extent but it seems like in the end that it is some kind of genuine, um, like end times apocalyptic kinda. event. Yeah. And I'm just left with this idea that like, what a, it's just a really, I think that's a crazy fucking dangerous idea for this time mm-hmm. when like you have QAnon and you have like this revival of like, what I think is kind of like primitive thinking in terms of like, um, literal interpretation of religious text and then yeah. like i mean we're we're basically back in like the satanic panic 80s era right now where like everything is demonized and everything is like you're either this or you're like 
you know, against for us or against us. Yeah, yeah. And like, and then like, we're we're living in a time where people's rights are literally being restricted, and t- things things that privileges that freedoms that we had are being eroded because mm-hmm. of this kind of thinking. Because like, my way is definitely right. Yeah. Like, you have to believe me. Even that though- like, your soul is in peril if you want to have an abortion or whatever. And it's like, in a time in the yeah, it's so funny that he made it right now, and and maybe that's. Maybe there's more to it, you know, but like, it's interesting to me that we are living in that time and he chose to make a movie where he's like, almost seeming to say that these people might be right. Yeah. And I think, I I, I, I mean, going back to the idea that, that M. Night might be trolling us, I think maybe that's the whole point of the movie is I right. think naturally... The, I mean, Dave Batista is like fucking 350 pounds of muscle. Like, this dude's massive. He's right. all tatted up. He looks menacing. He looks like he's going to bust in your house with weapons and going to kill your family or something. Right. Every instinct of the viewer <laughs> is like, probably don't trust this guy. He's like literally killing people. You know, right. like, he doesn't seem like a great guy. So I think that's like the subverting of expectations and probably i think he is flipping that idea like well maybe you know maybe may, there's something maybe to this some is, of this yeah maybe this we're we're what we don't connect with in real life and in this movie might be like the human interpretation of these like biblical ideas but there could be also a real end time or a real something and maybe that is I don't know. Maybe there's maybe, something to some of that. or Right, right. Maybe it's not all bullshit. Maybe there is something that we should fear. Maybe there is a reason that people still are gravitated towards religion 2,000 right. years after, you know, Jesus died or whatever. Right. I, I Maybe that's what he's trying to yeah. say. I don't I don't know. Well, there's obvious... I mean, there's a lot there. And there's... there. I guess the, the problem that I had with it is that it didn't seem to leave too much open to interpretation. Yeah. It kind of did point to, in the end, that, like, these things had happened. Mm -hmm. And the stories of the individuals, the the, so, like, uh, these four strangers, you know, accost these, this same-sex married family, and basically, like, kind of psychologically torture them, definitely coerce them, they force them to make you know crazy decisions yeah. and then do crazy things as a re- consequence of these decisions and it's just like in the end it turned out that the stories they told were true that like their backgrounds were valid mm-hmm. that like um the guy who said he was a fucking gym teacher he's like look man i don't want to be doing this i'm a fucking gym teacher you know yeah. or i'm doing this for the kids and then one of them was a mother and one of them uh was a nurse like she was truly all all these th- things point to the idea that all this shit actually happened that what they were saying was true yeah and as just of uh i'm just like man that's a pretty fucking crazy idea that like yeah in the end it wasn't delusion or it wasn't matt or you know it wasn't some share like i thought the idea he brought up the message boards that like these people met on these message boards and it's like okay then it makes me think of QAnon, and of course right. QAnon turns out to be you know, it's just a couple guys jerking off online. You know, that's what... And I'm <laughs> pretty caught, sure they've like, kind of figured that out. Yeah. But, like, um, I thought it, it was interesting that in the end, it, it's pointing to the idea that, like, these are, these people are right. And it's like, what? Yeah, that... Rather than ending in the way... Like, we talked about Bug 
being a similar man kind of, you know what i mean yeah points just in a total opposite direction i don't know if we've talked about bug because it's not uh, maybe the most popular movie ever but gr- to me gr- a great movie uh similar to reservoir dogs where it's like one setting really just based on performances and and plot alone you know you don't yeah. really see much it's more of like the delivery this movie was similar in that way too yes and i would have liked a little bit of a more um of uh ending that is left open to interpretation like you said to where like maybe we don't see um some of these uh, drastic like end time um events things happening right now i don't want to give too much away but um just some of the visuals like maybe i'd like to see like oh they're watching it on tv and that could just be like pre-recorded bullshit or it could be like you know they're they're editing some of this to make it look a certain way we're just talking about the fact that he he kind of showed his hand a little bit in that like it's a lot less vague right and i would have liked an ending that was left up to the viewer to be like is it bullshit is there like some sort of hope in the world or is it more um you know the the husband that is a a prosecutor Mm -hmm. that's more analytical and more you know he wants to look at the facts he wants to look at like you know what's Mm -hmm. right in front of him are we saying that like that's not the way to be like in in life you have to be like that you can't just believe any idiot that says anything and just be like yeah you're right like it is end times and i i do need to fucking murder someone <laughs> right like, that, these are dangerous fucking y- crazy ideas right i would i would like uh um i would like something a little more left open to like the viewer to decide and but that's um, just maybe personal preference well I, I felt the same way i'm deeply confused by the ending and and i i'm sure obviously he's doing there's there's thought through the entire thing so yeah it's, it's meant to provoke the conversation and maybe our own feelings about it but it uh, was I, a little I want, bit i want the inception ending i want the <laughs> is it a dream is it not a dream yeah i i wanted a little bit more ambiguity i did yeah. i i felt that i actually think it would have been more powerful to have them, you know, have it almost point to the idea that maybe they commit committed these, they did these terrible things, mm-hmm. um, or they were forcing these this loving couple to like potentially murder one another. These are, t- I mean, the terrible things that they subject these people to and each other to, mm-hmm. and it's like, and if in the end they had been like, you know. Maybe even just leaving it open, I feel like would have been so much better. But I almost think it would have been even cooler if it had highlighted similar to Bug, where it would be like, no, this was like a shared delusion. These people were fucking egging each other on. Yeah. And they went and did some crazy fucking shit. And this is what happens if you think you can just, you know, literally interpret you know these events as religious events or these or, visions that yeah. someone somebody on That's the a internet fucking had. crazy idea and to into in the end almost be saying well maybe there's something to that is like dude that's a crazy <laughs> fucking idea so I, i'm kind it's, of like especially this day and age man because like people in real life do fucked up all kind of crazy time. shit because they're you know they believe uh God's conspiracy side, theories you know? or, or religious things or th- things they see on the internet i mean it, it's fucking insane it's like that fucking you know everyone thinks that fucking 
their you know version of god or or their version of morality is right you know what i mean yeah and it's like yeah i thought i mean definitely some interesting concepts in there I'm I'm like I kind of want to just watch it again because I'm like man that was pretty May, and maybe pretty that's interesting. His, maybe that's his point maybe he's you know maybe he is trolling you to want to watch the movie again or maybe he just wants to start a discussion you yeah know? I mean I I mean he's not he's not dumb I mean he, he M Night has made a, a lot of hits I think he knows sometimes what works yeah um that's what i'm i'm almost thinking just ratio wise that he does know what he's doing mm -hmm. and like that you know and and yeah maybe that's wild to think that he really is intentionally sometimes just making these duds and maybe it's (laughs) not like that but i do think sometimes he's like no let me really focus and make one that they're gonna fucking like i think and this felt more like that kind of movie felt more like split or the you know the village or signs or sixth sense those those stronger films in his filmography that just stand out as like okay he had he had something here you know yeah. sometimes he does land it more than others this one i would argue you know if sixth sense is his masterpiece and like unbreakable if those are kind of the height of his powers i still th- i mean this is up there with the better of his movies for sure it's not that good but it's like it's it's yeah if it's if six cents is his pulp fiction or reservoir dogs then this would be like a kill bill or something be like that's pretty, yeah, it's, still pretty good yeah. like it's not his best yeah it's not his masterpiece but it was it is thought provoking it was interesting i think it's really entertaining too yeah like yeah. Of, and we're talking about all the thematic you know um you know the thoughts that occur to us after you know evaluating the movie on its like m- artistic meaning but just as a fucking sheer piece of like popcorn entertainment i actually think it was pretty solid as well yeah like i would recommend this movie he uh he did really well in in draw building the tension he did a lot um uh, a lot of good work in the character development and the performances keep, man and the casting and just the pace of the story like it there's never any lull in it you know the, the tension just keeps building it keeps it progresses really quickly it's a it's it feels quick yeah and what is it, like two hours or something like that? So, yeah, I think so. And um, I think it's funny you brought up Reservoir Dogs because this movie is very similar in a lot of ways. Now that I'm thinking about it, it's like basically one location. Mm-hmm. There's like seven characters. Yeah, um, total. And every now and again to move the story along, and Tarantino does this so masterfully in Reservoir Dogs, it's like he'll cut to the bank robbery scene. Right. Or he'll cut to the scene where... Um, the undercover cop is is going over his role and then like you cut to mr white and his introduction so it's like it's showing the nuances of the characters but it's also like he's letting in some comedic in this case yeah it was like m knight was letting in the comedic timing he was like breaking up the the horrifying element of this movie right uh and while also building the tension it just felt like the pacing was better done than a lot of his movies. I yeah, think. the editing was solid. Kind of like moving it along and just keeping it interesting, you know? Yeah. And also developing those characters. And like, if we were just confronted with how crazy this idea was for the whole movie, I think it would have been a little fatiguing by the end, but their um, romance, the adoption of the kid, the right. development of all that, like it really endears us to these characters to where I wanted them so badly just to fucking kill these fucking uh yeah right off in the sunset yeah and... i was just yeah totally i was just like man fuck these 
uh, people who just came in here telling these people what to do. Yeah, and I'm just like, you know what I mean? Um, But yeah, I really, I I thought, you know, in the scale of his movies, this is, this was actually pretty good. This is one of his better ones. I I, I think so. Especially recently. Definitely my favorite in some time. Yeah. I mean, when did Split even come out? I think it's been uh, five, four or five years. Yeah, that's oh, 2016. Shit, that was seven years seven ago. Seven years ago. So this is his best in a minute, in my yeah. opinion. I think, um, yeah, the visit was before that. What would you? Uh, what would you How rate? Would you something rate this? Like? Um, man, I'm so I'm I'm truly, you know, you're, still you're split. Yeah, I'm like really. Um, I'm just I, I feel like confused because in one way I think that the ending is like truly a dangerous idea and it's wild to put that out this time but at the same time I think I, that's intentional mm-hmm. you know there's some intent there and it just felt more fully realized in a lot of his recent movies it kind of reminded me why I like him Yeah, and I would say definitely positive I recommend it and I would say I'm going to say three to like three and a half max at, at on first viewing i think it was it was really interesting there's a lot of interesting concepts there some of it didn't land all the way for me and maybe it's just that that's my interpretation is that like i kind of disagree politically with some of what was communicated so that's yeah. part of it but well how, how would you rate it i could i i definitely agree I with you three, on a lot three of to that. half that's fair i'm gonna go three and a half just because i like to see him win because he does <laughs> he doesn't always it's like rooting for the home team uh i like i like him night Shyamalan. he for makes much, himself an underdog somehow I know. this dude's like one of the most pedigreed fucking yeah he's got 10 movies <laughs> They keep giving him money. Apple giving him money for a TV show. It's like, he's not struggling. No, he's not. But it's almost like he chooses to fucking just whip himself. And maybe it is just that he has all these crazy ideas and some of them are harder to like, you know, put to to film than others. Maybe like, I mean, God, you're a a music engineer. Some ideas in your head are, are, are hard to get out, you know? Uh, I think that maybe he has ideas that are too complex to like really put to film and say like this is what I meant and this character was supposed to mean this and this shot meant this and I think you're right. Some of it could be going over my head or maybe no, it's th- the delivery, you know, like it's I don't know. At least he's trying it. Yeah, and I mean, I respect um his his uh, strength as a director. You know what yeah. I mean? Like I know that he he's obviously made some really important movies. And some just movies that I really love. Yeah. And some of his movies I've seen like five plus times. Oh, yeah. Which yeah. is a lot. Especially the early ones. Yeah. Like Unbreakable I've seen several times. The Village I've seen probably five times. Six Sense I've probably seen ten times or something. So it's like yeah. some of his movies I really, really do like. Um, and I know what you mean. It's like even if you, um, whatever your job is, it's like you mean to do your best your best work all the time if you really care about what you do or if you're an artist or whatever but it's like some days it just isn't happening you know and maybe he's just a regular like i do think he he knows a bit about what he's doing in terms of sometimes it really just seems like he's focusing all his energy on like let me make one that i'm gonna i gotta win him back a little bit yeah i've had a couple but it's like sometimes it's just like he just doesn't give a fuck you know what i mean yeah, I wonder. I, I really. And I don't wonder. mean that even in a bad way. I almost mean it in like a punk rock way. Like, dude, I'm. Oh, I got this idea. It's people fucking go to a village on the beach and like they get old, 
really fast. And then just throw him a bunch of money. He's like, ah, oh, we'll fucking see what happens, you know? And he's like, like he knows how to make a good movie, but sometimes maybe he just doesn't care. Maybe he's just like, man, I'm just going to like fucking do what maybe I want. He's like halfway through the pitch and they're like, sure, here's a hundred million dollars. Yeah, he's seems like, cool, like it. wow. And, and he's just like, man, let me just like. He tanks one and he's like, all right, they're in it. It's a family. They're in a cabin. They're like, oh, I don't know, 40 million could reel us in. Yeah. And then he like really has to, fuck, all right, I got to earn this one. You know, and I think that maybe there is something to some of that but yeah i did enjoy this movie i would say i recommend it man i would say three to three and a half is fair uh what else have you uh have you seen um oh i recently watched uh vengeance on amazon prime um you actually uh i think watched it before me uh starring bj novak dude our our uh golden boy from the office um but yeah written directed and uh acted main yeah main main star um really good and almost a little similar uh in some ways to this movie um bj novak plays like a reporter uh that goes to this small town he's kind of drawn in by uh well it kind of it open is it john mayer in the beginning is yes. that john? okay i didn't know if i was going crazy i was no. like this guy looks exactly you know, okay. it's funny he showed up in Chappelle's show a couple times yeah like, as a comic character he's kind of been around it's funny yeah i think he's in uh that that uh movie with will ferrell and um um uh what's his name kevin hart he has like a little cameo anyway so it starts off with bj novak and uh 100 and and uh and john mayer just like you know they're just two like single guys at a party on like tinder and shit and they're all like uh talking about their perspective on the world which is absurd just terrible and then um it cuts to uh bj novak's getting a text about a girl that he barely even remembers some girl he hooked up with that just passed away Mm -hmm. and so He's trying to, he's a reporter, but he really wants to have this like podcast, best selling podcast. Yeah. He wants this podcast like really, really bad. So he's trying to, he keeps trying to find like meaning in things. Mm -hmm. And he's almost like trying to write a story around like the real life story. Mm -hmm. And so he's basically going there to like exploit the family. True crime podcast. Right. And, and he goes to stay with this family of this girl. He barely knows at all to get like their insight, um, on her and he starts like uncovering like what what he thinks is like their desperation because they're the small town that's like abilene right or right close yeah to abilene it's in like west texas yeah so he really goes to like kind of exploit their desperation and make this podcast and uh i really i loved how much the story kind of turned on itself mm-hmm. and, and uh in that way, it kind of does remind me a little bit of Knock at the Cabin. Of like, you kind of think it's going one way, you're kind of bought into this, but then there's, I don't know, it kind of it kind of flips it a little bit. No, it totally does. I think you, your perspective changes on almost all the characters. Right, the right. The originally kind of zany West Texas characters, the family is like, at first you're like, these people are fucking insane. And then eventually they yeah. kind of win you over. They're um, kind of endearing, you know, towards the end. Yeah. Or in like over the course of the film, your your you your perspectives on the different characters change. But like I thought, so another thing that is similar is like there's a lot of ideas in that movie too. Mm-hmm. Like there's a lot of big topics that he's like right. He's trying to attack weaving like, in all kinds of stuff. Like yeah, opiate addiction to like 
yeah, like who's exploited in these kind of true crime podcast situations? Like, right. who are these recordings for? It's like he was talking a lot about recording in the movie, like how these records of things are almost more important than like the thing actual themselves. time, you know, it's like this thing is timeless and you can just always have it. And it's this, it's the one thing that like stays Lasts forever. And it's like, it was, I mean, there's a lot of big ideas in that one too. I, that movie I thought landed like, yeah, I, I actually like really enjoyed is that, how it came Is that together. his first? I think so. Uh, is that his directorial debut? I know I he's so. directed some episodes of The Office. He he wrote a lot for that I show. I believe but, that's his first movie. But I think that's his first feature film. But um, so yeah, BJ Novak, Ashton Kutcher's got uh, a good little cameo in it. Um, what is the brother's name? Boyd Holbrook. He's from. He's from like Narcos. Yeah. Narcos? Okay. He was also in. Um, Fuck, he's in the Sandman, which is another Netflix like drama. It's based on these books. He's been okay. in a lot of stuff though. Wasn't he in um the Wolverine film? The end oh, the Logan wasn't yeah. he like in Logan? He was a he was like a bounty that? hunter or something like that. And he was pretty dialed as the brother. Yeah. The whole family to me was hilarious. Issa Rae is from um Insecure. Yeah, and I mean she's... he put together a strong cast. Strong performances, you know. Yeah, very strong. And then uh what Whataburger is basically a character in the in the movie too. It's good to see uh let's see, what's he? Yeah. So yeah, it's the it first is one, baby. It is his directorial debut. Wow. I thought it was strong, man. I would say and this this movie came out last year. If you missed it, I would say check it out. I really enjoyed this. I think that BJ Novak, um he's a talented cat. You know? Yeah, yeah. It was really obvious that he had put some time and and love into it, and it it felt like a. I think this is like a four star movie. I I think I I think I would agree. I, I it's hard to talk about because I really don't want to like spoil. Yeah, just go too much of the story. But it's streaming. It's funny. It's it's t- thrilling. It's you know. yeah. It it's got a little bit of everything. It's got the heartstring mm-hmm. tugs. Um, but I was impressed. You know, like I I I do keep up with the the office cast a lot i love seeing them in in different projects yeah it's still like one of my favorite shows of all time it's Same. my guilty pleasure or just like nothing else on i watch office reruns uh still so i i, I like i like seeing bj showing up yeah man and fucking doing his thing not just showing up but like i thought this movie was actually really good and i had heard good things about it um but i just hadn't checked it out i think now it's is it free on prime i think it yeah Y'all check this out. I actually highly recommend this one. And then, um, fuck, was there anything else? I know. I talked about uh, M3gan a little oh, last yeah, time, yeah, but yeah. You, you just saw so it. So I just saw M3gan. Um, Megan, the new uh, Child's Play or, <laughs> yeah. you know, what have you. I thought that it was a, you know, surprisingly fun movie. Yeah? I would recommend Megan, actually. I, I'm... I see what all the fuss is about in a certain way because I was laughing like the whole movie. Yeah. I would definitely tell you. I was laughing out loud like a lot. And I went to it like I went to the theater to see it because I'm like, this is going to be so fucking stupid. Like, I just want to see this big stupid movie. Let's get some popcorn and chill. And I was pleasantly surprised at like the pacing of it. The tone really balanced like the goofy idea of that story which we've already seen you know time and time again right but uh it did feel fresh you know in a lot of ways i think so too i think that um 
Well, I don't. It, it, I think what it, what the strength of it was for me was that it was just aware of itself. Yes. So and, like, and I think Child's Play is in a certain way too. But there are some actual horror elements to that movie, mm-hmm. where this movie to me was more lighthearted. It was like it wasn't really horror actually. Almost. No, yeah. It was more just like it had an absurdist kind of quality to it um, that but I actually it, but really it embraced liked. it. Yeah. And it did it in a way that, um, yeah, it did feel a little bit fresh, maybe. And, and and that's not what I was expecting. I was expecting it to kind of be, it was like awesomely bad kind of, um, and not even bad. It was just kind of like, it knew what it was doing, I guess is what I mean to say. Yeah. And I mean, I guess it is hard to do something that's totally unique with uh, any anything that's like that. Because we're going to draw comparisons to child play. There was some stuff, there was something... Uh, some stuff that even reminded me of like like Terminator, like any kind of robot stuff has like the same right. Like it's been done so many times, it's going to draw from like these 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 right. Same the topics thing. are not new, right? Like this idea of the intelligence and what what's sacrificed in in creating this kind right. of uh, learning intelligence, and like w- at what point would it be a disastrous thing, or would it work out fine, or whatever? All those things are, you know, that's from like. I think that even some of this is like Frankenstein esque, yeah, you know, and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, definitely. Um, but no, I did fucking like it, man. What did you actually rate that movie? I can't remember. Maybe three the half? three and a half. Or I'm gonna, a four you know, I'm gonna like say, that. I'm gonna say three and a half. I think that's fair. I think it is good. It's much better than it is bad. I yeah. think I would definitely see it again. It was Do really fun. You think fun. there will be Megan? I don't two. think I would go as high as four, but I think three and a half is is solid. I, I, you know. Will, I hope not. Will but... Megan be the new Annabelle? Because <laughs> when I was watching it, I was like, man, this one is good, but I just hope they don't make it another Annabelle franchise. Or, right. you know, or like Child's, Child's Play, Play or yeah. something like that. Bride of uh, you think? Do you think that they they Regan. hold the restraint to be like, we did we did it, let's not do it again? You I know? don't know. I don't know. I, I oh, would no. hope so, but I do, I you know, even if there were... I don't know if it Megan were a, per- if it were a pearl situation or something like that, oh, where yeah. there was some thought ahead of time. It's like maybe we do this again. Mm-hmm. Then it's like I could dig that. Or in that case, it was like very intentional. You know what I mean? Yeah. If the second one came back and really even did you know more, or they had they had an idea that was worth pursuing, then maybe. But I would hope not. I don't know. Uh, that's. Uh- I think it I was, was a good just one and done. Dreading like, oh god, are we gonna see Megan? Is this a new franchise? Is this? I like... hope it's not a franchise. Yeah, I I, I hate to see that. Just yeah. generally, I'm just like one or two. Okay, you know Speaking what I mean. If they did of... make two, it's like oh, but like three three plus. It's like okay, come on, stop. Yep. Speaking of, we have a lot of horror franchises coming up this year. We got. I just saw a poster for Scream Six at uh <laughs> at the theater. And Which then, looks so fucking bad. They didn't yeah. even get Neve Campbell back for this one. No, she's, she's not. A, and and it it is. I mean, Scream Five was okay, but Wes mm. Craven is dead. Like yeah. let's let's let it, just let it breathe, man. He did the first four. I I think four is excessive. Really, just the first two are, are good in my opinion. But yeah, uh, why not? Why not let it let it you know let it go, man. Is it that hard to write a slasher movie? We could do a new one. And it's, part they're of, all whodunits. It's all like someone got killed. Who's right. in the screen mat? You could l- literally make the same film without a screen costume. Right. 
And Ryan Johnson is currently currently making them, and they're much better than this, (laughs) and way more enjoyable. Um, But I think one of the joys of Scream for me, uh, especially the original, I think is like really well done. I think that's a modern horror. Really, that's a great modern horror movie, in my opinion. But like, I think that they play with the tropes. Yeah, that's that's why they're the whole. You know, the the movie itself, it's acknowledging in its own way, like. Of course, this is ridiculous, you know? Yeah. Um, but these new movies just look like they're just hyper-violent, and, like, I'm just so tired of seeing people's teeth get knocked out, people shooting up, you know, gas stations and shit. Like, it just looked like it was just, like, brutal and violent. And yeah. just, like, there's a, you know... It seemed like this time he had a shotgun. He was, like, in a store. Oh. In the trailer. I, didn't see, I guess I only saw oh, the yeah. first, uh, there's, like, There teaser. is a trailer where he's definitely, he definitely is, like, armed. Oh, Jesus. And it's just like, come on, man. Like I'm not trying to see that, you know. Yeah, I'm. I don't know about Scream Six. I don't know about the uh, David Gordon Green Exorcist sequel that's coming out. Um, Dude, there's some other some another other. one. It's just oh, like, there, there's a trailer for the new Evil Dead movie. Um, mm. I don't know that Bruce Campbell is going to be in it, but it, uh, it actually looked like it could be okay. Wait, maybe he doesn't have a gun. It's it's kind of oh oh I see it's someone. Okay, he might not have a gun actually. No, he does take the gun. He does. Take oh the gun. my god. Yep, definitely has a shotgun. I remember. Maybe it'll I be like. Uh, there's a scene, and I think it's Halloween six, where Michael Myers, like someone has a gun, and Michael Myers takes a shotgun and he <laughs> impales someone. And like lifts him up with a shot. Maybe it'll be maybe a much. <laughs> At this point, he's like Halloween four years old, just like <laughs> ravaging firemen, like ten at a time. He's fucking. Oh yeah, human. well he's a superhuman. Um. Yeah, I am excited for this year though. Fucking the new Ari Aster is coming soon. Yes. Um, Bo is afraid. I can't wait. Um, yes. There's several films. Uh, Killers Under the Flower Moon, the new Scorsese film is gonna be coming with out. With DiCaprio. I think this year, yeah. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, I think there's a lot to look forward to. Uh, we'll probably see y'all out there. Get out there. Go to the movies. I think we did. We did, did it. Good? Yeah. We uh, did it. This is John. This is Sean. This is Movie Night. With, With John, John and Sean. Sean. <laughs>